Hello and welcome to Desert Island Dildos, your friendly neighbourhood podcast about sex and sexuality. Uh, on the podcast today, we have the fabulous Elliot Simpson. Uh, Elliot, tell me a bit about yourself. Ah, hello. I, 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 I am Elliot with, with one L, two T's, makes an anagram for toilet, if that helps. Uh, and and yeah, I, I am here. I, I am queer, and I am f- f- full of fear because uh, it's quite funny, interesting that I, I'm on here, especially as your first guest, because this is a, a podcast about sex and sexuality, and your first guest is an asexual who <laughs> has no interest in sex <laughs> at all. So, so I, I, in a way, maybe it's nicer for you that now because like there's like literally no expectation whatsoever, whatsoever from me to talk about anything about sex in particular. But I thought, hey, m- maybe I'll have an interesting uh, perspective on sex and stuff because I do have a I have an allosexual partner. Uh, so mm-hmm. my partner, you know, it d- does experience sexual attraction and I don't. And it's been interesting how we've kind of navigated our relationship in that aspect. And there's a lot of interesting things about the asexual spectrum that isn't really touched upon. And because uh, there are a lot of asexual people that actually do have sex or even enjoy sex for a variety of reasons. And I thought this will be a good chance to explore or talk about all those fun, fun parts of that wide spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great to have you on because I think it's uh, a really interesting topic which isn't talked about a lot. Um I'm not asexual myself, but I've had a lot of asexual or demisexual partners. And yeah, absolutely. Like the more you look into this space, the more you realize uh, asexuality is just such a broad spectrum. Um, It's almost as broad as the rest of the sexuality spectrum itself. And there's so many different iterations of uh, gray asexual, demisexual, sex repulse versus non-sexual repulse and just there's so much uh complexity within that so yeah it's great to have you on oh thank you it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and it's a bit it, it's, it's really interesting for me actually to get a chance to talk about this quite earnestly because um i mean um obviously um i'm a sexual comedian and a lot of my stand-up comedy i do it usually it's kind of i will admit it, it doesn't kind of exaggerate my asexuality mm. to a point in order to kind of make jokes from it so i have jokes where i say like oh people call me lazy because i'm asexual like i'm not lazy just i literally can't be fucked and uh and i'll, I'll do jokes about how my partner asked me to tell them a dirty mm. secret so I'll, I'll lean in and I'll, I'll whisper tony blair's a war criminal um of things on those lines, but and I'll say like that's definitely part of the character I do. Um, but also, there's actually that's all like uh, all my stuff I do is it actually is based on to some degrees based off real life experiences, where I generally am quite oblivious to a lot of sexual terminology and, and indications. Because um, maybe that's because I'm also autistic and I have a gen- I, I kind of have a trouble reading tones anyway. So I know it's, it's a great combination. I've really got quite the lottery in the in the gene pool. Um, but uh, um, but it, but um, it, it now to be a, a, a podcast like this, it's a really you know, interesting opportunity to talk about actually how more nuanced and varied and subtle asexuality is. And I've actually discovered more about myself uh, the more I've I've been dating different people and the more I've been uh, having experiences with people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, although it, it hasn't really made, it hasn't made me question my identity at all. I, I'm definitely am I'm very much sure I definitely am still asexual. But it's a uh, definitely opened up my eyes to like you know it's the way I guess I navigate feelings towards sex and how I approach them and uh, yeah I've learned new things about about sex about my body and it's it's been it's been interesting interesting ride and then and, and intrigued to talk about it more and explore it with, with you and other people. I think uh, every comedian does that of like my comedy is based on my life as well but you know it's very much dialed up to turn it into a character and dramatic and like you know I make jokes about pansexuality, but I don't talk about the 
growing sense that I'm marginalised from the community which is supposed to exist to support me because that's really hard to make a joke about on stage. Oh, I should say as well that um, um, I am I I mean um, um, I am asexual. But I'm actually I'm also I'm a pan romantic asexual. Mm. So uh, so 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 my slogan is always say you know I'll, I'll snog anyone but I'll fuck no one. Why don't you tell me a bit about um, what it's like uh, being in a romantic relationship uh, with someone whose relationship to sexuality is very different to yours? Uh, it, it, it was quite a struggle, to be honest, to kind of to, to find uh, a partner that suited me. I'm very, very grateful and thankful that the partner I have now is so amazing and I love them very much. And they are so accepting and embracing of me. And, that, and that's one of the big signifiers to me that I knew it was going to be a good relationship because uh, in the past, my biggest struggle and fear in going to any relationship was that, you know, how do I um, kind of approach the fact that I'm asexual? How do I, when do I bring it up? Because uh, I've had experiences in the past where I've been very upfront immediately about it, saying I'm asexual is what I am. I, I mean, it's all that I can't have sex. It's all that I'm repulsed by it. It's just that I just, I'm quite indifferent. I just don't really have any interest. I just don't, I'm not attracted to people in that particular way. Uh, and I, either what would happen is either people wouldn't really understand it and they'd get kind of overwhelmed by these, this new information and get, get kind of scared off. They wouldn't want to even bother or they immediately uh, say that, oh, oh, we'll, we'll never get have sex ever then. Therefore, we, we can never work, even though it's not exactly the case. But people were either scared off by it. They were confused by it. Or if I did try the other route and I would like just kind of just not really discuss my sexuality at all at first and just kind of bring it up later once I feel like we developed uh, common trust and understanding and then I bring it up then I get the opposite problem where I suddenly get accused of like lying saying oh I thought you were straight or I thought you were gay or I thought you were this oh, you were this all along oh you're leading me on you don't want to have sex do you it's like it's not not exactly that but it's like come on I feel like I feel like I couldn't really win uh, because no matter when I decided to reveal that information uh, 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 people were kind of put off by it and I think a lot of that is due to the lack of awareness about asexuality because people immediately when they hear it or they hear the first definition they immediately think oh this means that this person can never ever have sex ever and they are repulsed by it and therefore mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're incapable of having it and that's not the case yes there are people on the spectrum who are generally repulsed or generally well, would never ever want to do it ever mm -hmm. but like i said before it's a very wide spectrum and you do get asexual people who will, will willingly choose to do it because either they'll do it because they want to please their partner or they, they, they just want to do something as fun to their partner or they may find that they um they may be some, maybe close to demisexual or graysexual and that they may occasionally get those feelings or they may do it because they developed a strong emotional bond to their partner mm. first and there's there's so many different factors that play into it and it's really hard to kind of do a blanket statement for the whole asexual community because you, you can't really but again, the closest we have is just to say that generally it means that if you're on the spectrum it means that probably for mo mo most of the time you you don't really have that kind of general interest or attraction to sex or sexual activity in mm. really that that strongly that's generally the sense even though there's a lot of different varying factors but for me personally it's been a case that um i still to this day haven't, haven't had sex um uh, i've never really had much of an interest to it but i definitely i know for a fact i am very heavily romantically and aesthetically attracted to people uh so mm. i i, I did so it's always a tricky thing. So I remember like being with, with friends and peers like in, in bars or clubs. And so, so so often like someone would come in and literally friends would go like, oh, look at that person. I want to bang them. And like this, just, just mm -hmm. I don't know, that, that that kind of feeling is like, can just never occurs to me. Okay? I can never look at someone for the first time and think, yes, I, I wish to pursue all the sex of that person. I mean, totally believe people can do that and good for them. It's just, that's a feeling that just never happens to me. I definitely can look at people and think, oh, they look really attractive or really pretty. I like the way they look or, you know, even even so much as, oh, I'd be really nice to, I know, to hug them or kiss them maybe. But just uh, that's as far as it would go for me. 
Mm. And I think I, I think what I've discovered with my current partner is that um, I do enjoy intimacy a lot, like physical intimacy, and I do I do like that, and I like that kind of that that kind of validation in myself, and to be able to kind of have that physicality and that intimacy with someone that's quite important to me. I think just that the idea of sex isn't isn't something I'm repulsed by. It's something a bit nervous by. I think mostly because we live in a society where our culture is very kind of sex orientated. Mm, I think when you're young. yeah, you're taught at school, like in, during puberty, that, oh, sex is really important. And especially if you're, mm. um, I mean, I, I identify as gender fluid now, uh, but obviously growing up uh, being, you know, quite male presenting, and I still am to, to, to an extent, and being perceived as cis male, uh, it was definitely a lot of heavy mas- masculinity pressure placed on me to be like, oh, to be a man, you have to be really tough and uh, and have se- great sexual prowess. You have to really kind of show your dominance. Mm. Now, you, you, it seems like you, you've achieved as a man because you've been able to have sex at an early age or you, you, you've gotten the girl or done whatever, this, this or that. And it's all, I, I hated all that. <laughs> I, was, I was terrible. And, but that's, that's literally what all boys my age uh, would, would have made acted. That's all that they, that's all that mattered to them. So there's a lot of pressure placed on on someone who is perceived that way to kind of to, to get involved in that. So I, w- I was bullied a lot as a result of that. Um, but so I, I, and I think to to a degree, although I'm past it now and I'm aware that obviously it doesn't matter. But that, that kind of deep seated pressure from childhood is still kind of rooted in me. Where I think the mm. idea of sex makes me nervous. Can like, oh no, but what if I do it? But I'm not very good at it, or I don't know how it all works exactly, or I, I just I can't do it. What's expected of me? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is a silly thing to think, because um, frankly, my partner is absolutely wonderful and lovely. And even though they weren't that very familiar with asexuality when they first met me on a dating site, they actually took the time to research it and understand it. And they immediately they 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 knew about it, and they they told me that you know that 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 they love me for who I am, and that yes, they do experience sexual attraction. They said that you I'm never under any pressure to ever to have sex with them at all, ever. That's never a thing that we said that ever has to happen. Um, but, but you know we've been together for quite for about half a year now and and i have at a point where i love them very much and i love being intimate with them and i think i would like to I, I, I can see myself in the future you know you know being willing to give it a go because you know they're my partner and i love them and i know that's something that you know they, they enjoy and it's not that it's not that i'm repulsed by it or, or just like it's a, again it's, it's indifference it's just like you know eh, mm. it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like i'm trying to give a good analogy so uh when i dated um when i was in a relationship with an asexual person myself. Uh, the analogy they used was like, it's like watching a film that you're really into. Like, I'm not really getting a huge amount from watching that, but it's really nice seeing you get excited oh, and enjoy yeah, exactly, watching it. Exactly, it's exactly that. No, so, I, I, mean, I mean, the analogy I, I used to say before I met my partner was that sex is kind of like Love Island. I could watch it, but I probably won't. So I, I can see myself definitely giving it a go in, in the future. But I think I need a lot of time to kind of um, kind of prepare and get used to it and kind of be familiar around it. And even though you know I have these silly you know anxieties about oh what if I do it then I'm not very good at it. But my partner said I don't need to worry about that because they know that they don't care. They like they 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 would just be happy just be having any kind of intimate experience with me and that there's no pressure for me to you know be amazing or really good at it. And I know that. But my my but the thing the best thing about having an anxious brain it kind of <laughs> lies to you regardless and ignores everything everyone's saying to you. And everyone can say, oh, yeah. we're really good and amazing at <laughs> this thing. And you don't worry about that. And like, I know, but my brain will tell me the opposite anyway. I don't know. It just does that. But um, but, but that's why it's been interesting. Because I'm not, so I've not had sex uh, yet to this day. Uh, but because I think I, I, whatever is something I would need to know going into it properly is that I need to fully 
know what I'm doing. <laughs> I need to kind of know the things that my partner likes and what I like and just kind of explore our bodies more. And that's actually been quite an interesting process because so gradually every time we've been together, we have kind of um, gradually been exploring more of our bodies together and not you know, having sex itself, but still doing, you know, sexual things together and exploring parts of our body that, you know, you would only really kind of do in a deeply intimate way just to kind of get to know, you know, what kind of things we like and how we like to be touched in certain areas in that place. So in a way, it's been a nice kind of like, uh, tr- it sounds weird to say this, but like a good kind of like training ground, I guess. And, uh, you know, because it's, 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 it's like a whole new ball game to me. It's a whole new area. And it's not one I've really particularly been fussed about before, but it's still new all the same. So it's still interesting to kind of, I guess, you know, learn the rules and learn how it all works and learn what things are like or not. And yeah, it's, mm. it's not something I'd say like I'm a massive, like, you know, oh, I'm really into it. But it's interesting because it's a new thing. In the same way, I'm, I'm probably, I'm not like the biggest, you mm. know, I don't know. I'm not really the biggest souffle maker ever, and I doubt I'd be really into it. But still, guessing if, if you're in a situation where we get to learn, you know, take a course, a class in it, then yeah, I guess it's still kind of interesting because it's just a new thing you're learning, I guess. So I think that's something that's really interesting as well because, like you said earlier, like we live we live in a very uh, sex centered society in a lot of ways, um, and like certainly, I'm in a very similar boat to you in that I was, you know. I grew up thinking I was a guy. I now am, I don't know, some kind of chaotic, <laughs> genderless nymph. That was something that was really pushed down my throat as like that's like sex is sort of almost how you value yourself. It's sort of how you prove that you're a, a man. Um, it's how you prove that you're a grown up. And like that's something that's really centered a lot in these cultural narratives and i mean you're you're saying earlier like uh oh when i say tell people i'm asexual uh i expect to respond in these ways but i imagine a big response is just (laughs) what is that oh oh, yeah absolutely yeah Uh, that is probably the most common well i mean it it is like outside i mean obviously um i i I mean i'm not sure i'm sure, sure many where people can, can relate but as I've got as an adult I tend to only try to interact with people who are uh, kind of s- similar to me in like in my social circle similar age or kind of dem- demographic or type just because oh I, I get so exhausted having to explain my identity myself to people all the time so if mm. I can I just try and interact with people who already know who I am <laughs> um but yes wh- wh- whenever I get, I'm like having to explain myself to like you know new colleagues at work or just or anywhere or just or just people even people like gigs or other comics who are much older than me different generations it is quite an exhausting process and mm. that's the kind of the, the tricky thing especially doing comedy because I have to um on the one hand I have to kind of exaggerate myself a little bit for the for the not to get jokes out and make them work better but then as a consequence, I occasionally get people who actually think that the asexual thing is made, is made up and it's actually just part of the character. And it's not actually real. And then I tell them, oh, no, I, I actually am asexual in real life, too. They're like, what? That's a real thing? I'm like, yeah, 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 it is. Didn't you hear what I was saying? Oh. Anything else you'd like to talk about or say or anything? Oh, I'm not sure. It's, 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 um, it's interesting, I guess, just to... to to learn, I mean, even though I am learning more and more more about sex and sexuality and, and things like that, I I still get so confused all the time because I have no idea what's meant to be sexy or not. Because because if people tell me that apparently if you're in bed with someone and they start saying, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, it's like really sexy. So like, is a Churchill dog sexy? Is that is that what that is? When he's going, oh yes, like I don't know. I have no idea. I know that's sexy or not. And people say that, you know, if you look at someone intensely in their eyes, that's sexy as well. But like, I I, I only do that when I'm close to death. I, I I know I, I get so confused of what's sexy or not, and I'm still I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> I mean, autism, like staring into someone's eyes, is stressful, oh, it, not sexy. It is. 
uh, I I personally do not find the Churchill dog um, sexy, but um, we don't kink shame no. here on Desert Island Dildos. Um, no judgment here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's intended to be a sex symbol, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I I don't understand advertising. Um, actually, actually, and that's interesting thing as well because again, it's interesting. It's really interesting to promote the awareness of not just asexuality but also aromanticism. Because one of the big things asexuality tries to promote is the split attraction model. In that, um, everyone mm. think, so p- people immediately think that when you say you're asexual, they immediately think, oh, that means you can't love people. Like you, 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 you don't find anyone attractive in any sense. You're just like being alone. You're solitary. You can't like you know, being with anyone. And that's not true at all. Uh, it's the idea that you know we're con- we're attracted to people on different levels in different ways. So maybe some people are uh, are maybe are heterosexual that they only want to uh, sexually attracted to people of the opposite sex. Um, but then maybe romantically, maybe mm. they're panromantic. Maybe they actually love just being genuinely mm. intimate or kissing or cuddling or just being emotionally close to mm. anyone of any of any gender or sex. And I think I think when, he, uh, when people explore themselves, they'll find that I think everyone differs a little bit on each level between platonic, um, aesthetic, uh, romantic, mm. and sexual. And I think they should explore that because although I'm somebody who you know uh, is romantically who could be romantically attracted to basically anyone but sexually attracted to no one i know people who are the, the exact opposite who are aromantic and they have no interest at all in having any kind of romantic relationship with mm. anybody but oh my god sexually oh they they, they are a beast that they 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 they, 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 they they just love having sex all the time because it's just a really fun activity for them and that's just really interesting it's amazing kind of polar opposite but like those people do exist you get people who mm. just love like the act of sex and uh, but not really the romance side and, and, and that's something as well i think we should promote more because i think some people i think obviously i i can't ever relate to this but i've seen uh know from enough friends that like there are people out there who you know they they really like need have the need need to have this have sex that they need to need to have the activity just need to have a sensation of having sex but they don't want to get bogged down in the kind of the the romantic uh c- connections to mm. their act and sometimes i think and I, think, I think it's it's fair for people to kind of say i just need to have Sex with someone, but I don't want to have to. They have to also have the, the the romantic baggage as well. And I think I think it's okay for people to be kind of open about that. But we also live in a culture where people think that you can't you can't have sex with someone and then not do anything else. Like we we kind of treat it like they go hand in hand. Like sex and romance has to be one and the same in a relationship. But that's not the case at all. You can just do mm. whatever you want with someone as long as it's complete honesty and consent on both sides. Yeah, and like I think there's definitely different gender expectations around that too. Like it's the stereotype of. Oh, men just want to have sex. Women just want to have romance. Um, so, in a way, the split attraction model is sort of built into even very reductive, uh, regressive like ideas around um, relationships. Before you go, I've got um, the, the question, which um, is used to justify the name, other than just I really like. The name Desert Island Dildos. Uh, if you were stuck on a desert island uh, which has adequate electricity supplies and like condoms and lube, what sex toy would you like to be stuck there with? <laughs> is it, in a way, it's a frustrating question because now I don't feel like I have the wealth of, of sex toy knowledge that, that, that I should do. And, uh, uh, and honestly, the idea of me like Google searching sex toys, it scares me purely because I'm, I'm worried that one day, like, it's going to come out as a scandal on Twitter. We're like, ah, ah, they, they weren't asexual at all. Lies. Yeah, 
but sex toys in ancient history like ah they're outed like oh no i mean i mean even though it was in, i mean I, I i even though it's perfectly fine for asexual people to google that and to play with sex toys and have sex i mean but i i you know i'm just aware i know how the general wider culture would see that mm. and they would uh, cancel me over that but no okay so, so from what i do know uh, you know what? I would probably go for one of those like giant inflatable dildos that you stick keeps it stick on you. You do the kind of sword fighting with because I've seen I've seen I've seen adverts for that. <laughs> so I'd get I'd get a giant strap on inflatable dildo for a number of reasons. Well, for one, you know, if I attach like a sharp rock or a knife to the end of it, I can kind of hands free cut through the overgrowth of the island, just go mm. swishing through the through the trees and that. Uh, one, if I want to escape the island, it's a nice kind of flotation device. I can float on it on the sea. Or just to have a nice little bathing time. So you know, there we go. It's good sea transportation. Um, uh, it, it makes for a nice pillow. You know, if there aren't any pillows on the island or any, not any, any good leaves or rocks, you know, just lay that down, rest on it. That's quite nice. I mean, also, I mean, I, I guess if you're surrounded by wildlife, I guess it, it, it kind of allows you to assume the position of the, of the alpha person on the islands by ah, oh, see, look, I, I've got a, a big thing, bigger than your thing. Ooh, mm. watch out. And yeah, that's, that's probably it. Also, if I wanted to scare off like a wild boar, I could just puncture it and then bang, they're gone. Thank you. Um, so if anyone wants to make fan art for this podcast, uh, your first assignment is Elliot using this as, as Bear grills, basically, with a giant dildo. Uh, where can people find you online if they want to follow you? Oh, yeah, you can People can follow me. Follow me online. Follow me home. I'm I'm lonely. Um, I, I, but we don't. It's a, it's a pandemic on, so don't don't do that. Um, I, I am on all the social medias. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, I am known as Sockface Simpson. So type in Sockface Simpson, and you'll find me. And then on Facebook and YouTube, uh, just type in Elliot Simpson, and I'll come up. But remember, it's Elliot one L two T's anagram of toilets. That's how you remember. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Crenby. Uh, you can find me at Crenby Creatives on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also find Desert Island Dildos at D-I-D-I-L-D-O-S. So it's Dildos on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Elliot. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, everyone.